Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome all to the Black Butterfly Show. Tonight we are going to shine on Chanel Gabriel, Def Jam poet. Um, If you are a regular, you do know that you heard her before. Definitely um, play her track. She's a phenomenal poet. She's been uh, doing a lot of things nationally, internationally. Um, she She has been on the 2007 NFL draft promo um, she's been a dun- doing a lot, and you want to get in to get in tune onto what Chanel Gabriel is all about tonight as we interview her. So I have some numbers on my switchboard, and I'm really not sure who to. So let's see if I get lucky. I have nine one seven. Will this be Chanel? Yes, this is her. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? How you doing? I am doing great. I'm so happy to have you here with us tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's been a long week, so I'm and it just started. <laughs> I see you a busy girl, like you be just everywhere. That love, yep. love it. So, Chanel, um we're gonna go ahead and dig right into the interview. All right, Um, guys, before we begin officially, the song that we brought on, The Start Something, that is the title of her CD, all right? So, I hear you are a New York native. Yes, Brooklyn, stand up. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Very proud of the fact that I'm from Brooklyn. Um, more specifically East Flatbush, which is kind of the little West Indies of Brooklyn. Um, I'm of Trinidadian descent, so definitely represent that as well. But, yeah, I'm a New York native, born and raised. That's just uh, definitely big up in New York. I know there's a lot of connections out there. Um, I have not been able to get up New York, but I definitely would like to get up there. Yeah, we're waiting for you. Come on. <laughs> That's what's up. Okay, so Chanel, um, what age did you actually start um, your singing and, and reciting poetry? Well, my singing, I started a lot longer than I really started as far as taking poetry seriously. Um, I was forced to be in the children's choir. <laughs> well, not forced, but by default. My sister became the director of the children's choir when I was maybe about five or six. And by default, it's like your sister's director, you have to be in it. So, I, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know if I, my mom said I had a little bit of stage fright, but I was very happy to be there. I mean, there's another lady that was director before that, and I, you know, used to try to sing with her as well. But um, I grew up singing in church, grew up singing in school, leading out in, um, I went to a Christian school, so I had to lead out in chapel, um, leading out song service. Um, I was pretty much the human radio for most of my life, 
And as far as I was concerned, up until maybe four years ago, I was just going to be a singer. And I, every high school, every school I went to, high school, college, very active musically. Um, I was always writing songs, always writing writing rhymes. I used to kind of write a little bit of rap. <laughs> I wrote poetry, but it was more of the, you know, you broke my heart kind of poetry. Or, you know, you're not really my friends, you're a fake friend kind of, kind of poetry. I didn't start, um, I discovered the poetry scene in, I want to say, 2004, really late. Growing up in New York City, it's so crazy that it was, like, right under my nose, and I didn't even know it existed. And I discovered it, and I remember watching um, on a friend of mine, my friend Jamie, a.k.a. Um, Rip MC, R-I-P-M-C, he, um, he used to, th- he threw an open mic, and he had, I remember, um, Brother Earl, um, a poem by the name of Mad, Avery Burroughs, yeah, um, Obvious Maximus, like a bunch of different people, the New York and Slam team of that year um, were all there. And I was just like, wow, I could do that. And, and <laughs> I just remember starting to write and going home and just having a different, it gave me a different perspective on writing poetry where it was more, wasn't totally about just getting your own feelings out but really connecting with the audience and making them understand how you felt when you wrote what you wrote, and even more so than songwriting, you know, maybe when you look at lyrics in that realm and writing in that realm. And since 2004, I just got bit by the poetry bug, and just I've been performing ever since. That is awesome, definitely. So as we were saying earlier, we were talking about your CD, Start Something. Explain to the audience what Start Something means to you. Well, the song itself, um, I actually, on the album, I actually have an intro because I was trying to figure out how. I was really just talking to my producer at the time in the booth, like, you know, I think I'm going to name the album Start Something. And I was going over why I would. And he was like, yo, say that again and we're going to record it. <laughs> and, <laughs> but um, that poem, it was originally called Braggadocious. Um, and a, a friend of mine um, out in D.C. named it when I performed out there, my first time performing out there. And... The reason why I, I remember writing it was because I was in a poetry show, and there was a friend of mine, um, and he was performing. You know, he, you know, he performed at the show, and I wasn't able to be there. So I was like, "How was it?" He was like, "Well, there was only like five people there, so you know, I did I." And I thought that was so yeah, you know, <laughs> I thought that was so whack. Like just because it's five people there, you're gonna do a, a you know, a whack job of performing your work. Mm-hmm. It, it it should mean more to you than that, and you know, or if it wasn't a slam where you weren't winning money or or bragging rights, I realized, or if you know it was a guy, so if girls weren't there, <laughs> he wasn't gonna like give his all. And I thought that was so whack, and I wrote start something thinking that it's like you know what is the purpose of writing, and every poem poet has their kind of why I write piece and what writing means to them, and to me it was the idea of starting something. Um, just being able to, that's, that's the whole reason of existing, you know, with my lips to your mind to create things, you know. I was like, I want to speak stuff that's, that appeals to your ear, to your heart, and to your head, you know, to your mind. And that was where I Start Something came from, the album. It was also, you know, signifying the beginning of my career as an artist because it was my first project. Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. So I heard you speak on D.C. That's my hometown. Where did you perform at in D.C.? At the time, it was the Fish Tea Cafe. Um, oh. 
that that's I don't even think it exists anymore. Um, one wise African hosted it. Um, who brought me to Complex is a good friend of mine. It's my, my my big brother. He um he was my host my first time I was out there. It was there. I did sessions, his spot sessions out at um out in Baltimore, um like right across from Morgan State, and I did one other spot. U U Turn, at the U Turn Cafe, mm-hmm. while I was out there on U Street. So I was in a couple places, but that was like back in like 2004, 2005 maybe. So that was my first time really going out there performing. All right. I hope they they showed you mad love. Oh no, I love DC. <laughs> <laughs> I was so jealous. I was like, y'all got all the musicians out here. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, great. That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. All right. So um. I see that you you're in the community and you're doing research on lupus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of my philanthropy um, because I actually have lupus. Uh, I was diagnosed with lupus in 2004, um, and for a while it took me a long time to really try to really start telling people about it because I didn't like sharing it because I didn't. I was always scared that people would treat me like a cripple. Like oh you know an invalid, oh and and some people actually kind of did. I tell them I have lupus. They're like, didn't you get some sleep? And I'm like, okay, I slept for eight hours last night. I don't need to sleep during the day. But um, for those of listeners that don't know, lupus is an autoimmune disease where the immune system is overactive and attacks the body itself. And it caused there's you know different symptoms for every person that has lupus. They're you know they vary, but for me it was severe fatigue, not just like I'm tired. It was no matter how much sleep I got, I felt like I got none, and I'd wake up and my joints be achy. Um, I'd limp to class, like my knee was always my right knee was always giving me trouble. Um, let me see. I had lost hair. That's what really made me um go go to the doctor to be diagnosed. But it causes a lot of other different things, severe anemia, different things, your blood counts, white blood cell counts. So all these things. Um, but the funny thing about it is once I learned what I had, everybody, anybody that told about it was like, I know someone that has that, but no one knew what it was. <laughs> or I know someone that died from that, but no one knew what it was, which is a little weird because, you know, you just get diagnosed and people are like, yeah, my aunt died from that. I'm like, oh, thanks, yeah wanted to know that, but in the same breath, you know, it's just something I try to, you know, provide awareness to and just in general health and maybe look at health in a totally different light, and I want more people to really look at their health and know what this is and, and be, you know, get diagnosed early if they do have it or just take care of the body setting and don't develop it, mm-hmm. and that's really my cause. All right. Well, I definitely hope that everything gets better and I mean I really applaud you for going as strong as you are and dealing with that, being tired and what have you. That's really applause right there. Thank you. I mean it's I looked at it I mean, it's just like any other any other trial, I think. You know, I mean it's my it's kinda of my burden to deal with and, and while, you know, I do believe I'm a person of faith, I do believe in, in you know, God has healing powers. I do also believe that I got that this is something that came into my life for a reason because 
I mean, until I was diagnosed, once again, you realize I started writing poetry and performing in 2004, the same year I got diagnosed. And I think that's very significant because being diagnosed actually gave me a purpose. Prior to that, as much as I love music, I was still kind of hesitant. I was still kind of hesitant to be an artist because I was like, oh, you know, what if I don't make it? And, you know, all these other, what if I'm struggling? I want to be broke. (laughs) And... Mm -hmm. But then when I got diagnosed, I looked at life a lot different. I started thinking, okay, you know what, my life is my life. Um, I don't want it to be cut short, you know. I don't want it to be cut short. And even if it is, I don't want to have any regrets, you know, with that. I don't want, God forbid, I end up, God forbid, I end up in a hospital, you know, for an extended period of time. I don't want to say, wow, I had all these years that I could have been touring, I could have been traveling, I could have been performing, but I didn't do it because I was scared. You know, it kind of made me fearless and in many respects made me just pursue my passion so much wholeheartedly. So, you know, it, it's, you know, in a sense, it's not bravery. It's just it's just a matter of logic. You're sitting there, I can overcome lupus. I can deal with having this. I'm sure I can stand in front of a crowd of X amount of people and rock it. <laughs> and that's I'm how I look at things. I definitely understand that. And... Again, like I said, I applaud that. You're taking down, don't let it beat you. You're going to overcome that, and you're going to keep it moving. And that's the stuff. That's a strong woman right there. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so tell us, uh, Chanel, who inspires you, if anyone? What's your inspiration? My inspiration? Ah. I have a lot of different inspirations. I do listen to, I like to listen to a lot of my friends. I'm usually inspired by a lot of my friends, a lot of the experiences that happen around me, the people around me, because, you know, the people around you shape you into who you are in many respects. Um, you know, my family, you know, my, my friends, the things that my friends have gone through, um, other artists, friends of mine that I, I think are just phenomenal that are doing so many things, um, people that they encourage me. Um, like I said, my same friend, um, Rip, he's he's one of my, you know, good friends. I, I'm always inspired to see him, the, the wonderful things he's doing. Um, Maya Azucena, she's another artist I very much look up to, and I'm very proud to know her. I could name a billion, billion names because there's so many people. You know, Mahogany L. Brown, she's very inspirational to me. But I have so many different people that inspire me. You know, God, you know, just, just my relationship with God you know, that battle that we fought all these years to try to come to terms with each other. Well, God, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm just the one messing up. But just that, just life itself, it's an inspiration that the things that you go through on a day-to-day basis, you know, can inspire so much, can inspire your work, can inspire you to continue. Um, And and, and those those are my many inspirations, artists I listen to that I don't know, you know, Cassette Michelle, um, Ella Fitzgerald, Shaka Khan, Jay Z. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these are people that I listen to, and whether you, whether you agree with the, the lyrical content or not, you have to admire some of the between the work ethic, between their creativity, the wittiness of what they put out. You know, you have to be able to be inspired by that. I can look at Soldier Boy and be like, "Wow, his hustle is serious." I, don't own a Soldier Boy song on my iPod, but I'm inspired by his drive, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. And did I hear you say Mahogany Brown? Mahogany L. Brown, that's my people. 
Wow. Another phenomenal poet. I've been following her work as well. It's very interesting. Such a small world this is. <laughs> a poetry world poetry about this big. Everybody knows everyone. If you're in this scene, you, you know everybody. Or you've at least heard of. Amir Suleiman is another person that's like, I can be the, I, I used to tell him when I'd seen before, I'm like, man, I just got to go to church this week. I heard you. <laughs> like, inspiration, you know, and it's very, it's a beautiful thing when your friends are your inspiration. You know, the people that I looked at and said, wow, you're dope. I can say those are my friends, those are people I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a blessing. So you did a collab piece with um, Isan? Yes, I did a collaboration piece with Isan called um, Open Your Eyes. I love that song. It's one of my favorite like collaborations ever. Um, she's so talented, so gifted. Um, like be like sometimes I wonder, like, do you know how dope you are? She's so dope, um, and she's a great person. And um, it was very good. It was very nice to work on that. So that was my first branch back into music since I've been doing since my whole poetry um, mode. I took kind of a hiatus on music more or less. I was doing mostly poetry, and she, it was great to have her bring me back to that. Like, no, we just want you to sing. I was like, really? Yes. <laughs> I get to sing, finally. <laughs> uh, and it was produced. Yeah, it's a great song. So, um, guys, I actually have that collab, and I'm going to go ahead and share that with the people. Oh, okay, please do. He certainly, <laughs> definitely. She was walking through the streets, teeth falling down. I think she looked around and she found she was staring at her feet. She couldn't face the world. Took a breath, closed her eyes, threw what I was on her mind Cause her future made her cry with the pride of a woman She never had it in her ever since a man played his game Bragging that he went and took her out and gave her dinner But fed her all these lies, his face was in disguise Every time he smiled at her, he cheated with her passion He played his girl with fashion, she didn't say a word Was scared of his reaction and said she took her passion Found another man having sex on the side She had the same game plan she played a part, working hard to deceive him But things were getting worse, she knew she had to leave him Could never please him, she had to look inside Heard a voice talking to her, open up your eyes Your pride, listen to your heart, open up your eyes. 
dreams to the sky Never let a man tell you how to feel inside Show the worst of your soul so they'll see you through your eyes oh. Only God understands, he's working through your heart Every scar is a lesson learned to have a fresh start Love is worth waiting for, you'll find the greatest prize See the beauty of your soul if you open up your eyes the Deaf Jam Poet, and what you just heard was the collab piece for He's Fun, Open Your Eyes. So that's your favorite? That's one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh, that's so much fun doing that. And we actually did a video for it. So um, I know we're working on when and trying to figure out when the release is going to be. So, But it was definitely fun doing the video. I think I have some, I have some pictures of um, the, the shoot, at least. On the on my website on um, com, but definitely he suddenly at um Reverb Nation backslash he suddenly H E E S U N L E E or it might just be he son I can't remember but either or yeah check her out she's so she's an amazing rapper her album um Redefined is is really great so I rock the production you know? <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Busy, busy, busy. There's so many things that we're going to have to talk about tonight. Um, tell us about your video with Q-Tip, Man, Woman, Boogie. Oh, that was fun. Um, that was Man, Woman, Boogie, um, which was Q-Tip featuring Amanda Diva. Um, that was for his last album, The Renaissance. I got a random phone call from the director. It was directed by Rick Cordero um, of 321 Media. A random call, like, Chanel, what are you doing on Wednesday? I'm like, what should I be doing on Wednesday? <laughs> or oh, we're taking this video um, for Q-Tip. Now, I've done other work with um, with Rick um, Cordero as well, um, one of which being um, a brief acting gig for Nas's album release concert for the N-Word um, for that album. I did work with him for that. I did, like, a really quick, like, blink and you'll see me there for a video for um, Jada Kisses, who run this. Um, the song that he did. So he called me over like, Chanel, I'm doing another video. I need, I need, I need you. And I'm like, okay. Came through, and and it was just a great experience. Um, I love the the song, the message in the song itself is is really amazing. Just the concept that every every person, every people on this earth had had some struggle, and and even you know in the black community, we're still struggling, and we're just trying to battle the whole concept of man and woman, you know, getting along and black man and black woman realizing that we still need each other and that is very much a part of who we are is being together. So I thought it was a really great video, great song to be a part of. A lot of fun. Um, definitely a lot of fun. Um, that's one group I always love doing work with, 321 Media, um, Nancy, and, and everybody there. It's just always, you always have fun on set. You laugh a lot. Yeah, wow. so I love that. <laughs> That was a great experience. Um, I have a background in acting, so that's why I got called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, we have a lot of listeners on the line. I do see you guys, and I will be bringing you in to um, 
if you have questions for Chanel, you just want to say what's up or what have you. But be patient. I will be bringing you in shortly. I do see 646-240, and we have a Skype call in. So I'll let you okay. know what I got lined up. All right. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about that. Now, um, it's this piece, one of my favorites. I love it. I love how you did it, the, the sound work, everything. Um is oh, let me get it together. <laughs> the other woman. <laughs> oh gosh. I have a, a friend of mine from my old church, my friend Judith always goes <laughs> Hi Temptress, because she heard that song called me a temptress for the rest of the um my new nickname from her. But <laughs> the other woman which is interesting. Um I've Honestly, I've frequently been the other woman, not necessarily in seductiveness, but a lot of times, you know, I I used to always be the listening ear for a lot of my guy friends, like, relationships. And it's to the point where I realized, like, what, what is going on with these girls? They got some good men, you know, they got really nice people, but, you know, they're messing up. Not not saying that it's all their fault, I'm not saying cheating. I'm like, I said, do not condone cheating. I was not advocating for cheating, but I did want to bring another perspective on it on the concept of the other woman and just, you know, realize that, you know, if, you, if you're not if you're not a, one, a loving person, if you're not being nurturing, it's very hard for someone to stick around. <laughs> if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're focused, your priority, your priority is what everybody else has to say or you're not really communicating well with your partner naturally. Yeah, the other the other woman is a little bit more prone to be able to slip right in, <laughs> where I'm whereby I'm getting more phone calls than the girlfriend is. And I'm like, okay, you need to go find your girlfriend. <laughs> go go tell her. But she, no, no, I don't know. She's getting on my nerves. Why don't you talk to her? Why are you calling me? And that's the perspective I had for that track for everybody out there. Don't watch a man around me. I don't want him. No. Don't want to be the other woman. Funny, I'm actually writing a song about that. You don't want to be the other woman, right? <laughs> but I, I mean, in, in in that aspect, I can see how someone can look at it like that. But for me, I know exactly what you were trying to say because, I mean, you got to be complete. I mean, for real, you got to know what you're talking about. Because basically, if you ain't taking care of your business at home, somebody else gonna take care of it. Mm-hmm. Truth. Now go to fellas too. You better handle your business. Mm-hmm. In the club, all all every day, somebody gonna stay home with her. Somebody gonna watch movies with her while you wanna be out partying with your boys. It's just, it's just the way of the world. It's just nasty. If somebody's not treating you well, it's, it's very easy. And I think even even in, in in marriages, I know a lot of my friends are getting married. A lot of my friends are married, and I listen to some of their parts. Very easy. For Satan to step right in there and mess that up if you allow him to mess it up. If both of you are not consistently working on it, easy for temptation always comes at the weakest point. It never comes when things are wonderfully and going well. Easy to be like, no, I'm, I'm with someone. When he's buying you flowers and he's being all attentive or whatever, the moment you're messing up, that's when all of a sudden this fine person just takes notice of you and just decides to ask you to go to lunch. <laughs> You know, so yeah, everybody step up the game. You know, pretty you much. You want to be with. <laughs> pretty much, and you heard it here. Step your game up. You know. Yes. 
With that being said, people, I'm going to go ahead and share with you guys um, the other woman by Chanel Gable.
we're back. Tonight we're speaking with <laughs> Chanel Gabriel, Death Jam poet. Girl, that beat is just crazy. <laughs> shout out, I was about to say, shout out to Rock from Jive Rock and Productions. That's who produced most of that, pretty much all of that album, except for the one track he did, you know, in charge of that. Yeah. Shout rocking. <laughs> That was so much fun. I was, I was just I was listening to it. I was like, I remember, I remember writing it, and I remember recording it. And I drew from a lot of different things. Sometimes, as women, though, we we really get caught up in in being so so empowered and so independent that we we can come off as not needing a man. And yeah, we don't need them, but you need one. We want one. You know, you can't have one if, you, if he doesn't feel necessary. It's hard for a man to want to be around someone that doesn't feel like they're important, you know. So I remember writing that, really thinking that, like, a lot of women kind of need to hear that. We, we we have made so much progress, but I think mostly we tried to take some steps back. So, yeah, ladies. Stay ladies, you know. <laughs> be nurturing. It's okay. It's not weak. <laughs> Now, when you write, do you write in music form or poetry form? Do I write in meter form or poetry form? You mean is I write in bars. Um, I write in bars. I, I stagger my line. Being very much a lot of people confuse me with being a rapper, which is what my background is. And you know, as far as listening to hip hop and growing, I was raised on hip hop. So I write in bars. It looks like it looks like a rap song when I write. <laughs> <laughs> Read, might read it a little different, but yeah, that's pretty much how I write. I, I kind of write off the top of my head, usually writing my Blackberry. <laughs> kind of got rid of the notebook. I really like the Blackberry because I can cut and paste and put it in Microsoft Word when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, no scratches or anything like that. But at any given time, inspiration hits. I can always throw something. My phone is always on me. Don't have to have a pen. I can just jot something down, whether it's a line that I like or mm-hmm. it's a whole poem or if I finish it, start and stop. So, yeah, but I'm a bar. I'm a bar. I write in bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is a poet for you. <laughs> so um, do you have anything published currently? Um, no, I actually don't. I, I have some, some, a couple pieces that I wrote. Um, published in, I was a part of a project called SWAP, the Spoken Word Almanac Project. Um, I was part of it last year. Pretty much it was a it was a commentary from the poet's point of view on current events that happened last year, um, headed, spearheaded by Darian Deshaun and um, another um, a great acronym, Malcolm. Um, and I, you can find that on poetcd.com, which is headed by Monty Brown. Um, I'm in that. However, I'm I'm now actually playing around with the writing idea of things. I've written my own. I have a chat book. Um, it's no one, I don't even sell it anymore. It's, like, so ancient to me. <laughs> but, like, if anybody has it, that's going to be a collector's item, okay? Um, but I'm actually playing around with um, writing different things, writing um, partially uh, kind of autobiography, kind of some short stories and poetry, a compilation. I'm playing around with that, so we'll see what happens in 2010. All right. That's for sure. Big things, big things. All right, we're going to go ahead and bring, um, because we have quite a few people waiting, so I'm going to go ahead and bring one person in that I saw on the line. 
first. Uh, this is a Skype caller, 111. You're on the air with me, Chanel. 111. All right. We'll come back. Yeah, just a listener. Just a listener. <laughs> Next one, um, 646. What's good? What's good? How you doing? Who's this? What's up, Nell? This is Manny. Oh, hey, Manny. How you doing, Manny? <laughs> I'm good, man. Then he texted me to tell me he was listening. Oh. <laughs> What's up, man? What's good, man? How you doing, D? You doing all right? Yeah, you're so New York. <laughs> good, D. What's good, ma? <laughs> Yo, I'm actually in Atlanta at the airport. Oh, well, I'm glad to be um We're glad to, that you're listening while you're waiting for your next flight. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yo, I just want to wish you congratulations and continued success. I know you're working on another project right now, you know, and let me know when that comes out. I definitely will. Everybody's going to know. You will know. You will know. That's why everybody, but you will will definitely know. (laughs) Thank you so much, man. You always support. Always support. Always love. Hey, man. Hey, it's been since that day in Austin. You know what I mean? 2006. (laughs) Man. Yeah, I'm going to get off this song, though, because, you know, I'm pretty sure she got other people behind it. I'm going to listen in, though, because I ain't got nothing better to do. <laughs> Thank you. We're glad enough. All right, man. I love you, man. Love you, too, bro. Take care. Wow. He's a, he's a, wow. <laughs> Manny is something else. That's a whole other story right there. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy, man. Uh, go back like oh, with me and crack, man. <laughs> no, that's right. Yo. <laughs> Speaking of which, you, you, that must be your one of your quotes, baby, because um, Def Jam. Oh, uh, these I love you. Yeah. I always, yeah. <laughs> I always refer to Whitney and Crack. I, she hurt my heart with that little Crack is Whack crap. <laughs> but come on, it's real. But, yeah, no, that, um, but that poetry, Reason I Love You, it's so funny. That's not even a poem that I wanted them to take for the show. I wanted them to take a message to my girls, and they took the funny one, but it worked out well. <laughs> oh, so they chose what you was going to read. Well, what happens is, and this is a little behind-the-scenes fact, um, when you're taking for dead poetry, you perform two poems. Your first poem is supposed to be a warm-up poem, and then the second poem is supposed to be the poem that you want them to take. Mm-hmm. Um, not too long form, but I've never been a person that needs to warm up. So the first piece, but the first piece I did was the reason I love you, and that was my warm up poem because I wanted them to take a message to my girls. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. the whole audience is cracking up, and they're like, "Nah, we're keeping. Nah, we keeping that." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I guess," but it worked because um, I think it did. You know, between myself and maybe uh, Big Mike, I think we were the the funny poets on our episode. Um, and I think that that, you know, that really helped us stand out. And I do think it's very relatable. I think my poem, I, I do appreciate that. It's very relate- relatable to a lot of people. Um, a lot of little girls hit me up on MySpace like, oh, my gosh, that's how I feel about my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, a lot of those crazy. I love you all dysfunctional. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I thought it was hilarious. It was very nice. I love the way you set that up because I would have never thought you would have said what you said and, <laughs> and, and with the title. You know, it was really, really funny. But it's real. And, you know, my, my favorite part 
My favorite part of that music, Soul Talk song, um, Don't Change, is the line where he says, and even when you get on my last nerve, I... That's the best part because people always break up when things go wrong and when people aren't, you know, perfect. I love imperfect, imperfect people. I love, I, I love seeing the flaws in somebody I love and, and being able to say, dang, you're such a jerk and I still love you. <laughs> you know, that's real love when, you know, you see the person for who they are and still love them. You know, as imperfect as they are. I know that's right. Yep. I tell you one thing, looking for perfection, you're going to be one unhappy person because you're not going to get it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it just don't exist. You have to find what your idea of perfection is. It's not a matter of what everybody else thinks or what quote unquote is perfect. It's what your idea of perfection is. And, and that's just, you know, you know what you want in a, per- a partner, you know, the basics. That's, and, and when you find that that's perfection, you know, yeah, he might snore. Yes, he might have ugly toes, you know. <laughs> you know, that, with all of that comes a beautiful person, and that, that, that's what makes them perfect. Totally agree. Totally. Wow. Um, so would you mind giving us live the album? Why I love you, Corn. <laughs> give you lots. Well, yeah. I love you. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. It's a lot oh. difficult. It's a lot different when you do it on the phone. <laughs> but I got you. Okay. Got you. They say that the human body has over 50 billion white blood cells. And I need every single one because you make me you are the fist that I would throw back, but for some reason it's opposites we attract. We show our admiration and love taps. I hate you masses and sarcastic wisecracks. All the qualities of my soulmate you lack. I wrote you a poem once, I mounted and framed it. It was perfect, and you gave me a pat on back and said, hey, good Stuff. That was it. Your attempts at being romantic are kind of pathetic. Your last massage you gave me required a paramedic. The first time you cooked me dinner, I had to pump my stomach. And you just like to pick fights. If I say go left, you go right. If I say it's day, you swear it's night. You still think our anniversary is the 10th of May. It's the 9th of March. The Golden Arches. Is the closest thing to jewelry I've ever seen from you. For my last birthday, you gave me a Twinkie with one candle. You wear socks with your sandals. <laughs> you think Angelina Zoli is the epitome of beauty. I think that she's overrated and her lips are crusty. You like chicks that are busty, and I'm a proud member of the itty-bitty committee now. I'm a country kind of girl. You like the city life. I'm a revolutionary woman. You think we should all be barefoot housewives. I remember the last time that I cried. You gently wiped my eyes and you whispered in my ear, baby, suck it up. And I know it's bugs, but I still love you. Like, Whitney loves crack, because for some reason it's opposites we attract. And truth be told, that romantic stuff usually doesn't last. Flowers die and many diamonds given may as well be cut glass. But what matters most is that you compliment me like air through my lungs, and there are over a trillion nerves in the central nervous system. You get on every single one. 
No, you do. But for some reason, that's just why I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. I had to go behind the scenes. You're welcome, because I was just cracking up. <laughs> Man, listen. Love is a beautiful thing. I, when I wrote that, I, I really, I didn't have one person in mind, even though I remember somebody trying to spread a rumor that it was written about one particular person. I was like, silly no. Um, I just thought about a lot of different relationships I was in and just different qualities about them that got on my nerves. <laughs> and while those situations might not have worked out, you know, there were still great people, and I still appreciate who they are. I mean, I'm friends with all of my exes. Um but it was just interesting, you know, you think about all the things that are contrasting to you and you're still with, you're still with somebody. Opposites definitely do attract, you know. Contrast do make people wonderful. Indeed. So um, when you done a little death poetry thing and that was over, did you see a change? And your audience, did you get more publicity from that? How did that work out? Did I get what? I'm trying to hear what you said. Did I get what? Did you get more publicity? Did it yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of poets that will say whatever they have to say about deaf poetry, Dan, and being on it and, you know, whatever, because, you know, we don't get residual from the set, DVD. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, it was a great Forum, a great market for poetry. It did make, it did show people that poetry was important. That it was, it did have an impact on, on the world, on the community. A lot of people were able to be exposed to poetry that weren't usually that didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And it was a blessing being a part of it. For me, um, you know, I get the stamp. Oh, she's a deaf poet. And you know, I never, I've never been big on like getting hung up over that. You know, like oh, I'm the deaf poet. Chanel Gabriel, you know who I am. I've never been hung up on that um, because I know many wonderful poets that have not been on deaf poetry, that are touring, that are making money, that are living and doing their thing that weren't on deaf poetry jam. And in the same breath, there were some poets on deaf poetry jam that weren't that great. You know, it's just you know, there's, a, there's a balance to everything. There are people that were just you know, politically correct as far as poetry goes. And, you know, there were others. I, I do think that it's just another forum and it, it's another title. That's a beautiful title that I was, I was glad to add to my resume. And it did open doors. I do get, you know, it's, it did give me a certain level of notoriety. I, I go places and people remember me from the show, which still bugs me out because I just, you never think that many people watch the show. And then when people walk up to you and say, you know, you make me sick, girl. It's like... Okay, <laughs> I didn't know you make me sick. That's a great way to be remembered. I'm a you make me sick girl. Okay, but it's a blessing. It was a blessing for me. So you stated that you wanted to do a message to my girls. Um, can you talk about what that is and what that meant to you in writing that piece? Well, I wrote that piece. Um, I kind of wrote it. I finished it really hastily. I knew where I was going with it, but I finished it at the New Yorkian. For a slam, like right there, because I only had one poem and I made it to the second round. And he's like, "Give another poem," and I'm like, "Nathan, I, I I don't give me a second though." And I, I wrote it there. But what inspired it was just the idea that so many, so many young girls are um, 
they just seem so ill-equipped for dealing with themselves as they grow into into womanhood, for dealing with the opposite sex, for dealing with the the, the images that are they're bombarded with. It, it's like they're not. Yeah, I feel like young girls are not getting the same messages that we got growing up. We didn't always listen to them when we were younger. I never. I won't even lie and say that I was this holy child that knew better. And like, let's be real. I I knew the. I still remember the whole album. I like. I knew the whole. Like at least five or six tracks off a of Little Kim's first album. You know, I can't yeah. say that I was this chaste, wonderful little girl. However. I know that I was encouraged to, to grow and to be more. And as I got older, I remembered them. And when things went wrong or when I disobeyed my mother, I remember, you know, she did kind of warn me against this. And I felt that, you know, some of the messages are not being told these girls, you know, they think that what they see on TV is real. I never, one time I said, I never wanted to be a video chick. I never wanted to be a video hoe. <laughs> Some girls actually go up and go, wow, um, mm-hmm. Melissa Ford is like my idol or Hooperhead had it going on. What? No. What? Right. It's <laughs> not a lifestyle I wanted to be a part of, but there are girls that are, are, that are hearing that. And, I mean, maybe it's possibly because a lot of the mo- mothers are younger. It's a whole new generation. But, you know, it's our job as, you know, as parents, I don't have any kids, but as mentors, as aunties and godmommies and, you know, godparents, our doctors really try to be that balance of, you know, yeah, they're going to try to test the waters, but they need to have that balance of positive images and messages in their lives so that they can make good decisions or even be able to grow up into themselves and, and realize positive, a positive life is possible. Indeed. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and share with them your piece, a message to my girls. Thank you. For Chanel. It's called a message to my girls. Keep your heads up. And your skirts down. Girls that'll be seen, not heard, so I better not hear the sounds. Close your legs, cross your ankles, shut your mouth when you chew. Do as I say, and not as I do. And you will bloom into a woman. My mother implanted these seeds to assist me in blooming into a lady. But evidently, these same seeds have not been planted into today's soil. Like water mixing with oil, words to a blend into young minds. Signs of last days and times where young men shall be lovers of themselves and young women, lovers of everything but themselves. Whether it be material wealth or baby fat belts, whether it be coming and getting her groove on or putting some Prada shoes on. In no other name but the mighty name of fashion. Wick check CBT cards given in rations. The chicks who spend their pay on the latest fashion update. They strive to gain the whole world, yet lose their young souls. Because they never learned how cold that winter was. Or how it pays to be more careful. And we've all heard tales that should have made them more fearful. Alas, I see it start from their use. Uncoops and chains loosed in the world. And I'm talking about these little girls. I want to call them young ladies. But to see them on the 2 train and the B80, I have to wonder. The self-love stop when training boys come, a class in self-esteem leave when they begin to bleed. Slowly leaking the innocence they embodied, losing the love that they had in themselves. Don't they know too much BET is bad for your health? 
constantly watching pornographic portrayals again it's on and popping booties dropping former models now copping vibes video vixen award imagine getting an award for being a video whore like that's something you'd want to be with little kids in teen parties acting like little Kim trainees. Realize the only difference between a dub and a lap dance is you do all the work and it's for free. Know every single song on MTV but can't tell me the equivalent of three times three. Can't read more than a Word Up magazine. Wonder why kids go to Lois on the SATs, 10 p.m. on a school night and they still run in the streets. Man's gonna be saying, ooh, pick me. Pimp me, please, because all I see is young girls and grown men's faces. Equivocating love with attention, and in my love equals physical affection. And this is an infection that's spreading faster than any disease. The way our preteens sell their chassis with ease. And Satan doesn't go blow for blow. He just goes straight for the throat. And he knows that our budding generation is our only hope. So I we promote premature growth and pro-choice pregnancies. Possibly the prelude to premeditated aborted leaders with lasting legacies. We may simply end the spirit of us and our tomorrow may never be. So come together, my sisters and brothers. Know that you ought to be your daughter's first lovers. Teach them to forget the masses. To value their classes over how big their asses. To value self-respect over painting temporal objects. To be not conformed to this this short and pain-stricken world, but to be just what they are, young girls. And let the seeds be plants. Focus on growing what's internal. The external will bloom later, but the internal is the only thing that is eternal. And let no man, no man. take their crown. Remind them to keep their heads up and their skirts down. All right, and we're back. We are here with the Angelic Poets and Chanel Gabriel. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, the us cut down. Amen, amen. And hopefully, you know, they listen. Thank God I do not have any little girls because the Lord knows. <laughs> I mean, brothers, need some good messages for the brothers, too, man, you know, for the boys, too. Same breath, because a lot of the problem is also what, what, you know, the girls are sitting there trying to impress the guys, and the guys think that the wrong things are impressive <laughs> as yeah. well. That's true. Um, So I hear you work with uh, Eric Sermon and Nas. What kind of uh, projects you do with them? Oh well, with Nas was the um the the N word concert. I did a <laughs> I did a acting skit with um with the concert. It was like into ingrained in the concert. I was a slave woman. Um, <laughs> I talked for um the song called Fried Chicken, which is a funny song, but very deep, but very interesting song. As well as the opening was uh, um the intro to the album that ended up not on the album. Um, as far as Eric Sermon, um, I actually did a track. Um, with Redman, it was a pretty funny track. Um, probably not the most uh, conscious track I've ever done, but it was a pretty interesting track. Um, ended up not getting selected for Redman's album. I was a little hurt about that. Um, but 
Um, I did some work at Erickson with the producer on that, as well as um, I did some background work on Keith Murray's um, last album. Erickson was the um, producer on that as well. So that was my pretty much my work with him. He's a good friend of mine, really great person, real cool people. Um, I get random phone calls saying, you know, I pray for you, you know, I pray for you now. You know, I got you. I pray for you, everything all right. <laughs> real cool person. So they call you the virtuosa. Talk, let's talk about that. <laughs> I do a little bit of everything. Um, um, I'll, I'll say I'm blessed. I'm very blessed in the fact that I'm very multi-talented. I'm master of many trades. I can't say just jack. I think I'm very good at a lot of different things. Um, I'm a, I know that I'm a very good singer. I'm very proud of the my, my singing ability. I know that when I put my mind to it, I'm a, I can rap too. <laughs> I, I never wanted the title of rapstress by being a rap, a female rapper. Never really wanted that title, but um, I know that if I did, yeah, I'd, I'd feel pretty good for us to be reckoned with. Um, poetry, you know, second nature to me. Performing is second nature to me. Acting is second nature to me. I've been doing that forever. Um, I majored in communication arts in college. Um, and that entails also doing theater, doing radio, radio broadcast, doing PR writing. So I'm kind of a virtuoso in, in the aspect that I'm very talented in many different areas of the art. And mm-hmm. that's where the title came to me where, you know, people, you know, don't used to call me that. And, you know, she's like a virtuosa. She be doing everything. <laughs> and I just kind of kept that, kept that name and kept that running with me. A couple of people used to call me virtue. It's right. All right, so we have a um, a listener on the line. I believe that they want to speak with Chanel. They have their hand up. I have 310. You on the air? Hello, this is Fine Wine. Hi, Fine Wine. Hi. Chanel, I think you're great. I got your CD when you were here in Hollywood at Spoken Thoughts. Oh, wow. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it in my MP3 as I do all my CDs, and I I just love listening to you. I think you have a, a lot of great things to say, and I jumped on your website. I got on your, your mailing list, and I get your, your emails every now and again, and I can't wait for you to flow back to L.A., you know, hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just in a German and poetry about it. Like, when are you coming back here? Uh, I'm Lord willing, I should be back here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay on the East Coast a little more so I can get this next album done. But Lord willing, the West Coast, I keep getting hit. I do get hit up actually a lot, quite often recently, between LA and Charlotte. Those are the two places that are yelling at me. Like, when are you coming back? Um, Charlotte, I've never even been. Shame on me. Don't yell at me. I know it's bad. But <laughs> but I definitely, I will be back in 2010. I'm making sure I make my way out to L.A. and to um, areas, especially areas down south that I haven't been yet. Well, I definitely will look forward to seeing you with your, with your new CD and uh, so I can pick up that one, too. My, let me just tell you how this is, I know no one knows my mother but me, but check this out. My, <laughs> my mother, I'm a poet, too. She doesn't really dig the whole poetry thing. She likes some poetry, but she's like, this is not a good venue to go into. 
Not a lot of people make money, and she's just worried about me. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But we switched MP3s one day so she can listen to something different. Your CD just happened to be playing. I never <laughs> got my MP3 back until I told her I have the CD and you can download it, but she would not give it back. <laughs> so wow. she was like, I, I, I played the other woman from for my sister, and she's like, I played it for my coworkers, and I went <laughs> like, what is what it, I was like, I thought, what happened to the... She was like, no, she's good, and have you heard? Um, I, I I feel like I know what's going on, or I'm sorry, I feel... What's going on? I feel like yeah. going on here. There we go. <laughs> and she was like, have you heard that one? And I was like, yeah, I have to see. <laughs> and she was like, oh, she does a good job, and she has a good voice. And so I was like, you know what, thank you. You gave my mother something positive to say about poetry, so... That's that's what wonderful things you are doing. Well, thank you so Besides much. The things you know about. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I say thank you. Give her a hug for me. I will. I will. Now, She's gonna be jealous when I, I tell her I talk to you. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's so easy for people, everybody, to forward or pass along. You know, the latest Sierra Beyonce track. When people actually, you know, say um, they pass them all work along, it means so much to me. Um. You know, because I am an independent artist, and you know anybody else that's listening to me, it's, it's something I do appreciate. It's like, thank you so much. And it's, oh, I'm it's, it's glad. How we grow. And anybody thank, worth listening to is worth passing on. Thank you, yeah. and definitely for you as a poet, keep writing, keep sharing your work. I mean, it, it it's a hard, it is a hard, hard place to be, and it gets very challenging. But once again, if you know her God. If this is meant for you, it's it's gonna be for you, and that's that's my conclusion with any gift that anyone's blessed with. If it's meant for you, it'll it'll work for you. So, thank you. all right, I wish you the best. Thank well, you thank so you, much. and you too, and you too. All right, I will see you in LA soon, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I'll get the email. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for calling in, finally. Uh, not a problem. Not a problem at all. All right. Bye bye. Now, that's amazing there when you can actually um, get listeners that don't even, you know, dig the poetry thing. Now, that's what's up right there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to find why, and I do have that piece I feel like going on. I think you did an awesome job on that piece. Thank you. And that song itself I love, so <laughs> it's really good work. <laughs> Um, before I go into um, the, the piece, I do have another question for you. The promo that you did for the NFL, um, talk to us about that. Um, once again, another uh, passed on to the NFL draft. Um, the NFL Network was looking for something new to do for their promo um, for the show itself, for the NFL draft itself in 2007. And Somehow they got the idea of doing poetry, poetry and football. Right? You know, I don't know how they made that connection, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just I was asked to write a poem about um, write a short poem about draft NFL draft day, and they gave me one particular person. Um, I can't remember his first name right now. Why am I forgetting his first name? His last name is Finley, and um, was it Michael Finley? can't remember, but he was being drafted, and he had a really um, amazing success story, a situation where he, um, um, where the, co- the coach of his team actually um, t- 
took him in because his parents um, couldn't take care of him, couldn't raise him. So his, um, him and his brother went to live with his coach. And it's just a matter of, you know, the idea, you know, like, you know, I don't, I didn't, they didn't tell me what they wanted me to do. It was one of those very abstract, you just write something dope. <laughs> or do you want me to tell a story? Like, I don't know. Just, you know, taking a run with it. And I, I wrote I wrote a piece for it, and so I to say most of the piece, you know, ended up on the cutting room floor, and it was, like, really good for all the football fans out there. You know, I do love football. I'm a big fan of football. Um, so I got to, you know, throw some terminology in there with football, and, you know, and, and you know, it, it was a really great experience. Um, we take them to Midland Times Square, which is funny because, you know, tourists are walking up and down. They're, like, seeing all these cameras, and they're like, Wow, they must be somebody famous. Like, who are you? <laughs> and um, but it was a really good, it was a really good experience, and I had a lot of fun doing it. It was myself. It was a, uh, um, it was the, uh, it was um, Amanda Diva, Mike Ellison, and the Porn C's out of DC. Um, and we had a lot of fun doing that. I definitely did. Um, it was a really good piece. Can I share it? Oh my gosh, can I share it? Sure. Yay! I never get to do this, Paul. I never get to do it, so it's like, hey. Um, my back is lined with the steel spine. The seal is a sundial. I am the sun, so time is mine. It's my time to shine. I paid my dues. I took football so seriously. I moved in my coats like Willis and Finley. Day one is a part of my destiny. The task to get here wasn't easy. Been spared so many times in life without a 15-yard penalty. And all I've been through has upped my pick value. This is only the beginning of all that I can do. I'm not in this for the money. I'm here to show you that determination and faith can bring success to anybody. So I'm going to keep climbing walls like an ivy. Trying to stop me is in vain like an ivy. Tenacity flows through my bloodstream. I'm going to be remembered forever, no matter what the team. And I'm proud to be here standing upright like an upright. Could have went left, but I turned out right. And I'm reaching my goals with a few more yards to gain. And the gridiron is my stage, and as the clock in the war room ticks and the big board gets thick with names, know that I got a playbook for my future. The NFL draft is on the first page. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I always try to put my foot in there, and I don't care what it said. It was to the point where I felt like some lines in it, like I was really inspired by the story that I read. I ended up taking a couple of lines and throwing it into the piece that I had about lupus because, you know, I related – I tried to relate the situation that they asked me to write about to myself. Everything I try to I try to stream through myself. Even when I'm telling somebody else's story, I try to tell it from there from my from my experience as if I was in their shoes and how I feel. I try to put myself into that character. And I, it really, you know, moved me in that realm. So when I realized that, you know, my my favorite line wasn't even taken, I was like, you know what? I said, I'm, I definitely need to use that because that's how I feel. You know, and I, I keep that line tenacity flow through my blood bloodstream. You know. Mhm. So, wow. Yeah. Glad to share that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to um final line tomorrow, we're gonna go ahead and play. I feel like going on, and then we're gonna come back with two four eight. It has a question for Chanel. All right. All right. All right, we have a who doesn't seem to want to play here, so we're gonna see if we can bring in two four eight right now while we're waiting. 
Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. I have I have not had the pleasure of hearing you before, but I really, really enjoy it. I'm just sitting here relaxed. I'm like, oh my God, I can listen to it all day. You're phenomenal. <laughs> Your work is very it's very hot. I I write poetry as well. And I really appreciate uh, the fact that you can come out and actually stand up and be a woman of purpose. I love to hear women stand up and speak in the truth, and that we need much more of. So I definitely appreciate your work. And I feel so neglected. I'm in Detroit. I haven't had the opportunity to uh, have any shows come here. When do you plan to come to Detroit? We like poetry, too, down here. No, y'all do. Y'all definitely do. I know. Um, but I haven't been. I've been to Detroit maybe once. I did um, a school, a high school out there. But I definitely, I know. I got to say, I'm trying to, next year. 2010 is a year of. People think I'm on the road now. I'm ODing next year. I'm trying to get to all the places that I'm neglected that I haven't been. Um, Detroit is definitely one of the places I make sure I'm gonna make sure I hit up. So please, please do sign up for my mailing list so I can let you know when I come out on my website, ChanelGabriel.com. Okay, now what is what's your um what's your website? Oh well to everybody out there, www.chanelgabriel.com. That's S H A N E L L E and Gabriel like the angel, G A B R I E L dot com. Definitely poet is D for introducing me to you and having the opportunity to listen to you. And, and I'm very, very impressed by your work, and I and I think that it's fabulous. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I'd love to hear your work when I come out to Detroit. <laughs> Absolutely. Poet is D, she has my CD. I'm, I'm Karma. I'm sorry I didn't need to say my name, but absolutely, definitely. But I, I want this is this is your opportunity. I want to hear what you what you what you're doing out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Not a problem. All Thank right, you again. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. All right, all right. So now we're gonna try to get this one to play again for us. Cast, Cause my soul was broken 
Locked down my laughter for the countless times my joy has been stolen. Poured cement on my heart because stone feels harder than chills faster than blaster. And this is the Christian race, the only race where the people behind you always seem to be running faster. I may dysfunction my ruler and procrastination my master. The road that seemed right unto me might have ultimately led to my disaster. My biggest flaw was that I wouldn't admit I had problems to be solved. But I've resolved that I won't walk in the same sphere path I've circled in every other day. And I won't wait to live the life that I prayed for. And I won't reserve my praise only for Sabbath days. Replace memories of years sown in tears with promises of life in the forever after with my master. And I have hope. And I don't need a pastor or pope to draw close to the cross. Because God is embossed on my DNA. Don't confuse this with blasphemy. But God is a part of me. The part of me that I tap into when I pray. And God always listens to his children. He cries the tears I cry. Noah's flood was a result of God wiping his eyes. So why do we tip him instead of giving our all? It's like having Jordan, Kobe, and McGrady on your team and never passing the ball. <laughs> like rain in a fresh perm. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense like believing in Jesus, but not believing in his second advent. We were meant for greater than God's table scraps. Wherever you lack in your life, God said he's filling the gaps. So let go of the hurt. Let go of the past. The was holding you back, people. I've been to the mountaintop and lingered in the valley, and I've salvation and found it on Calvary and all I've been through I've seen what the spirit can do so I'm having Christ tattooed on the soles of my feet so I can walk in his image tag conqueror on my left ventricle on my womb scribble patience so I can wait patiently for the gift of life to be given when God deems it best I'm branding faith with fire on my chest keeping my torch lit having a faith so strong that I can do with a smile that speaks sonnets Reaching for heights so high that I cling to comets With stars in my grip I taste hallelujahs every time I lick my lips I have faith in Mr. Gabriel, Def Jam poet and vocalist. Um, we have another person on the line. To the listeners as well, if you are on the line, 
and you do have a question or comment for her, please press one so we know if you want to speak and I'll open your line up. So we're going to go to 858 out of California, which is one love. What's up, love? It is indeed. It's nothing but love, sweetie. How you doing? I'm hey, how fine. you doing? <laughs> All righty. Um, Chanel, hey, dear. Um, I'm just here to say I'm glad to be on the Chanel bandwagon. I am new to it, but I am definitely loving what I hear so far. Um, like many of us, you were brought to my attention via death poetry, and I swear to God, you had me smiling for months after I saw your performance, because <laughs> that whole, you get on every last one of them, yeah, I, I ain't gonna never forget that. that, that is beautifully said, it really is, <laughs> um, I had the pleasure of seeing you live on the West Coast, big up to Spoken Funk, I am Waiting on the edge of my seat when you're coming back. So please do not leave us waiting too much longer, if at all possible. Oh, well, I'm trying. I'm trying. 2010, like I said, 2010, I will be, I'll make sure I come back. I miss L.A. I miss the West Coast. I love it over there. <laughs> so I definitely will be back. Are you on, you're on my mailing list, right? you got to sign up on my mailing list just so I can make sure I will you know. This show. I will be. Yes, indeed. Um, what do we got to do? The other woman. What do we got to do to make that the ladies' anthem? Do we have? To, <laughs> is there a petition going around? Do we have to vote it into the office? What? What? That is so a, I love I think, it. I know guys are like yes. <laughs> Somebody helping us out. Everybody be bashing. Everybody's bashing us. Finally, somebody understands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, me, I think in the same breath it goes the other way as well. Yes, you know? it does. So, so, you know, I think it's both. But, yeah, we can set a petition out, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, bless up to you, Chanel. Keep doing your thing, dear. I will be keeping my eyes and ears open for you. All righty. You have a good one now. Oh, my. You too. Take care. Take care. All right, now. Wow. I in the house. Hey, I got to get on that one there with the with the women's anthem. I'm digging that totally. <laughs> we have another. We have another, Chanel. Well, this is, um, if technology allows us, um, Kiami. Let's try to bring this person in. Kiami. Hello. Maybe they were just listening. Maybe they were just listening. No, I got it. Kiami. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, I got you. I kind of wonder. That's like I know I'm saying stuff, but I don't know if they can hear me on the line. I won't be like saying a lot of stuff on the line, and they can even hear me. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good in yourself. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. No complaint. <laughs> you know something? When I was like listening to your stories, and then I was listening to your music, I had like two different thoughts. Like when you were talking about like 
your lupus and everything, I kind of started feeling like sad, but I took it like you were doing like a testimony. But then like when I listened to your music, you kind of had like an in-between like a jazz and like a um, gospel. So it's like with your music, it's like you're a little bit different than most people. Most people, it's like you could just tell they singing the perform or doing the lyrics and stuff, but it seemed like yours is more like a soulful type music. Like if a person listens to it, it's like, it'll break through to them. Like, you don't even have to even go through the experience. It just, you'll be feeling, like, the emotions. Like, sometimes, like, when I listen to certain songs, it makes you feel like you're in a movie. And, like, yours, it's like, it brings life. It's not just like, okay, well, I'll just listen to it and it just goes past or just be a hit. It's more like one of the things, like, people relate to and, you know, kind of like the the vibe that you're giving off from the music that you're doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the observation, and thank you for, wow, that, that means a lot, you know. Yeah, I, try, I really want, that's that's one thing I, I always try to write, I, I try to write from the heart, or, and um, a friend of mine used to say, um, <clears throat> art art should affect the heart, and I, I really want to keep that, um, even as I'm writing now, I'm trying to make sure I keep a hold of that, and then I, I, I write things that, that resound, you know. That stay with people. I, I, it means a lot to me to know that you know that that's coming across to you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, because you remind me of like take six and like um, that. <laughs> so take six. I haven't heard that name. Oh wow, one of my favorite. Names. <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot. Yeah, they. I'm gonna play that on my iPod right now. <laughs> Thank you for but, like. Do you remember like girlfriends? Remember one girlfriend when Tony was going up there to like Donnie McClurkin and it's like that one song be like we fall down we get up you just get like emotional that's how like your music is oh, it's like you kind of vibe with it wow that means a lot to me <laughs> that really does mean a lot to me thank you so much we were Donnie McClurkin you for just blessing your talent I'm thank you it's a blessing it a blessing to know that I'm actually able to make that kind of impact and. You know, I said I pray I keep doing the same thing. I pray God, you know, keeps putting these words, these words in my heart. You know, it's not. I mean, I don't, I don't write. I don't even know. Sometimes I wonder who is writing what I write. I don't. It's really inspired, and I just want to keep being inspired the same way that I have been. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm telling you, a lot of people want to send you a lot of um, messages talking about how you touched them. I believe that you're. Music and your poetry is going to be like an opening of people's souls, even give them like peace, trouble, and time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I do appreciate that. I, I pray it will be. I pray it will be. Thank you. Thanks, um, Kiami, for um, calling in and definitely tuning in to Chanel tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. You too. And we have. Uh, a couple more callers on the line for you. We're going to go to 770. Where that is? 770. I know where that area code is. it got to be ATL. That is the same. <laughs> Familiar. <laughs> Correct. I am in the ATL. This is Gail Gospel of Hot Words Lyrical Theater. I also host a show on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I got a message that Chanel was going to be on the show, and I was like, 
who is this Chanel? She must be pretty good. I'm getting messages. So <laughs> I called in, I tuned in. I uh just been listening for a, a little bit, and I thoroughly like what I've been hearing, and now I'm going to run to the Internet and just Google you and search you up so I can see how I can get some of your work. That piece I really love. I feel like going on, that's like one of my favorite songs. And for you to do that with the piece that you did, I mean, you rocking fire. And I'm oh. like, I never um, – Sad to say now, I never heard of you, but now that I have, I want to hear more of your work. It's just fantastic. I can't believe it. I don't like too many poets out there. You know, they get on the mic and everything, and, you know, what are you talking about? Are you saying something? (laughs) You certainly are saying something, and I totally did what you are about. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. And when I'm always in the A. I'm, I, I was there a couple of weeks ago. I'm always there. My, I have family out there. So I did like a Pachi Cafe and and um, Urban Grind. Right, and a yeah. And out there. I have so much love for people out there. But definitely, thank you so much. Please, yes. Google me. I'm Googleable. Oh, <laughs> hey, let me know so I can come. You know, it's one joint. I'm sorry. I can't go, but... If you're at Irving Grind, please let me know, and then I'll be there. I, I get up there, like, uh, on Thursdays, uh, every chance I get, like when Nicola hosts and then when Black Karma hosts, mm-hmm. and then I'm usually there, you know. But next time you in Atlanta, mm-hmm. let That's me really know. Cool. Once again, sign up. Sign up. Well, when you Google me, you'll see it. Go on my mailing list. I, I don't spam people, everybody out there. I don't spam you. I will send you, like, 80 billion emails. But I'll let you know when I'm, you know, in your town so you can, so you don't miss anything. And as well as I got some new music coming out, so I definitely, it's a good time to join a mailing list right now. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I can see just from what you guys are talking about and then um, your pieces, you know, that I got a chance to listen to. So I like it. So I'm going to, you know, be like the other caller, jump on the bandwagon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You are so welcome. And I I wish I could continue listening to the show, but I have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and you know what time it is out here in the A, so. Yeah. (laughs) You keep rocking it. You keep rocking it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Peace and blessings to both of you. Peace and blessings. Have a good night. All right, I just want to tell you guys, we do have an exclusive track from Chanel that we're going to be sharing with you tonight. I wanted to go ahead and get everyone that had a comment or question for you um, in because some of them were waiting for quite a while, so I wanted to get them in. We have one more left, and that is 765. You on the air? Yeah, what's up? This is a man called Relic. What's going on? Hey, hey how you doing? Uh, just chilling. I, I really enjoyed your pieces. That's what I want to say first and foremost. I did have a question for you, though. Certainly, certainly. So check it. I, I know you worked with uh, Step Poetry, and uh, I was just wanting to ask you, like, you know what I'm saying? How, first off, how, how long has it been since uh, you've been working with Step Poetry? Because I know it was, like, canceled in 2006, right? Yeah, it was 2006. Um, that was the last season of HF Death Poetry Jam. Um, so, yeah. I was, you know, it's a, it's a one-shot deal. It's not like a, because, you know, people go, oh, oh yeah. so, you know, you connect with Dev Jam. Yeah. I'm like, nah, it's a one-shot. Yeah. We just do it and we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what yeah. I want to ask you is what do you think attributes to the longevity of a poet? Like, 
like especially when, when you're in the industry, when like a performing artist, what do you think attributes like first and foremost? What do you do personally to keep it going, keep the business going? Um, well, the number one thing I believe networking is just the key to everything. I believe you should treat your art like it's a business, you know. Why? I'm not saying hinder the creativity of it. No, and no means never. Um, but the idea for for what keeps me going is the same thing that keeps every business going. You have to consistently put yourself out there. You have to be able to be where the people are. You have to travel. Um, you know, you have to find your niche, your market. You know, demographic. Find a bunch of different ways to expand your audience. Um, and I have a I have a background. My minor my minor in college was business management for that reason because I I I realized I wanted to be an artist and um, I think that um, the one thing that that um, hurts poetry a lot is that we're not as professional as business minded as we need to be to have a certain level of longevity. Um, we have a lot we have a lot of heart a lot of love for the genre, but we just sometimes we don't put the same effort that we would if this was. Uh, you know, Def Jam promoting an artist or anybody else. We have to apply those same principles to ourselves. Um, what keeps, yeah, very much what keeps um, keeps the keeps me going as an artist um, is, you know, one the love and um, the positive feedback I get from people that very much keeps me in it. That you know, anytime you're depressed, I, I can count on. Anytime I'm second guessing something, or I'm I'm just you know a little down in the dumps. I can count on getting an email or a Facebook from somebody that said my work meant something to them. And, um, but I very much, yeah, I always tell people you have to treat this like it's your business. If, if somebody's doing this full time, you can't be waking up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You need to be up. You need to be on the computer. You need to be looking for new opportunities. Google is your friend. I'm the queen of Google. Anything I need to know is on the Internet. <laughs> Get on there. You're looking for a place to perform. You happen to be going to visit your cousin out in Vancouver, Canada. Get on Google and see if there's a poetry spot in Vancouver while you're out there. You know, I think that that's just that, that element of hustle. I think that's very much what is, um, you know, I think that's what keeps everything going, keeps business thriving. That's what's up. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed your pieces also, too. I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope I answered your question and hope I help in any way, shape, or form. Thank you so much. No problem. Y'all have a good night tonight. I'm going to be up here and let you continue. You too. Take care. Good night. Thanks. Peace. Peace. All right. Wow. Well, well, well. Um, Chanel, I just have maybe a couple more questions and we can wrap this up. I just want to say thank you so much for um, coming on to the show and sharing your work with us and just being a fun guest overall. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. I love it's a it's a great interview. It's a great forum to be able to share my work. I love I love sharing my work and I love people that let me share my work. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. And I definitely enjoy listening. Like I said, I've been following you for quite a while and I'm so glad I actually found you. Um, I was messing around with uh, um, CD Baby, and mm. I found CD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> glad, I'm glad. So in the next five years or so, where do you want to be in life in in your poetry and spoken words? Well, the next five years, um, well, um, I, just, I really want to be able to say that I want to at least have 
five years. Yeah, I have to have at least this next album and another album done. I hope to have them published. I hope to be able to um, write the book that I think is in my heart. I'm still trying to figure out the means of it so I can't really talk about it. I'm still kind of, you know, trying to find let the spirit lead and figure out what I want to write, um, what, what I want to bring to the world um, via book. Um, but I do want to be a household name, not just poetry. I want, po- I want poetry to be a household name, and I want, as an artist myself, to be a household name in New York City, in Atlanta, in L.A., and in Miami. Those are my, my hugs. Those are places that I really tend to frequent a lot, and I want to, you know, make sure that everybody knows who I am the same way that they know. Like in New York, the same way they know, like, in New York we know Mayno, we know Graf, we know Saigon, you know, we know all these artists that have come from here. I want my name to be among those um, and not have to compromise myself in order to do that. That's that's where I really, musically and poetic, poetically and artistically, I want to be there. I also want to be able to write for other people. Um, I've been dabbling in acting. I want to get some acting done, some more acting under my belt because I love it. Um, I've been doing voiceover. I was very successful with that. Just keep doing what I'm doing and just keep growing as an artist, as an individual, growing in my work, finding new ways to you know express myself. Five years. Wow. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, 651 is on the air. If you do want to speak to Chanel before she goes, please press 1 so I can get you in. Right now, Chanel, I'm going to go ahead and share the exclusive piece that you um, have for us tonight. And actually, 651 does want to come on the line. So. Let me say some real quick. Let me play that real quick. <laughs> so, no, because... Um, I, I just recorded this track, and it was a really great recording. It. I'm very excited about it. Shout out to Rock from Jar Rockin' and DJ X and um and sorry and X Ray who produced it. Um, it was definitely a lot of fun creating it. Um, and I think that sometimes we take for granted the little butterflies that we get that we used to get when we were younger when it came to crushing. So this piece is called Crushing Heart, and yeah, I'm glad to be able to share this exclusive. Yo, anybody out there remember their first crush? I mean like age five, preschool, your first crush. Let's go back this one. Age five. A 
Okay, so he punched you in the stomach on the playground in front of all his friends, but you know in the end, you're, you're going to marry him. Yep. Butterflies flutter when he asks to borrow a sheet of loose leaf. If he uses your pen, you swear to never use it again. OMG, the teacher made the girls work together with the boys in twos. You're mad hype, and he yells, he was a bad boy who broke classroom rules, who teachers labeled rude because he spoke his mind. You was a good girl, teacher's pet all refined. So what? He'd rather be with his crew than with you. When you two are away from the other dudes, he's actually pretty cool. And he's like you too. If it wasn't for Kimberly with her long hair and pebbles for boobs. But you're doing your exercises, trust. Judy Bloom, y'all. I must, I must, I must increase my fuss. Yeah. Sixteen doesn't seem so far away When you got a crush on someone today I'm crushing hard I'm crushing hard Age sixteen The coolest guy in high school walks by And you think he knows you're alive A year ahead of you in grade He's the grade A kind of guy The lead in everything from the school play To the basketball team He's the reason you daydream You know he's seen the way you stare in the cast Popular with all the students and the staff Voted most likely to succeed And to live happily ever after By his graduating class You joined the basketball team So you'd have something in common Offered to help with jump shots He finally paid you some attention also, he could ask you how he could gain Kimberly's affection. Got thrown in the box as one of the dudes. Confused, cause those guys want a girl that's mad cool. Put him on a pedestal while Kimberly made him her footstool. When she quit him senior year and he needed some comfort, you were there. He finally became aware of your compatibility during graduation week. And college is approaching in two different states, so your crush came to you. But he came too late. Yeah. 25 doesn't seem so far away When you got a crush on someone today I'm crushing hard I'm crushing hard Age 25, the stakes are higher Your crush could be your future partner Looking at his portfolio and personal resume No kids? Check Want some one day? Check Knows how to manage his pay? Check Calls his mom every other day? Check Not every day though Check Got ambition and drive, check. Gorgeous on the outside and the inside, check. He knows his own strength but doesn't have to use it to prove he has it. He doesn't just pass the bar, he sets it above average. Knows that cornrows and skinny jeans aren't for grown men. His word holds weight like cement. God-fearing, goal-driven, the complete package. You gotta have his presence in your life no matter what. Who told you 25 was too old to have a crush? Makes you feel like five. 10 and 16 were practice for the present. Only difference is, you hope this time will be different. That every person you passionately find a way for puts you in place for this one to be so much more. Your crush is now the Prince Charming you spent all day in class dreaming of. Don't let a few past bricks determine if this relationship goes pro. You never know. At 25, your crush may just love be too love. Seem so far away. When you got a crush on someone today, I'm crushing
Lord, you heard it here first on the Black Butterfly Show, talking to Chanel Gabriel. That's what's up. I'm feeling that. <laughs> now, we got two more callers on the line, Chanel. Um, gosh, you guys are so, so late. And she's still here, so we're going to get you in. I have um, 651. Bear with me for just a moment and try to get you through here. And we also have um, another host on BTR, just educated poet. So let's bring in 651 first. 651, you on the air? Hi. Hello. Hello. I am so much a fan. So glad to hear you on the show. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I'm loving the exclusive. <laughs> All right, thank you. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> this is the first um, public forum that's heard it. I've had a couple people here, but you guys are the first to hear this. And um, I probably won't be releasing it until 2010, obviously, but you might hear it every now and then here and there. But I'm very glad that you like it. Wonderful. And you you said you're on MySpace. Are you on Facebook, too? I'm on MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> and are you under Chanel Gabriel? Yep, that's my name. I was born with it. And great, I love hey. it. <laughs> I kept it. Now with an S. S H A N E L L E. Gabriel like the angel. A B R I E L. Wonderful. Yep, I will be keeping in contact with you because I most definitely am buying that when it comes out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, before you go, can you tell everyone who you are? Oh, I'm sorry. This is PBS. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great. Thank you. I I definitely appreciate it. Thank you for the feedback and for the positivity. No problem. Thank you. Have a good evening, y'all. Thank you. Have have a good evening. Don't hang up on me. I still listen. I got you. I've been throwing the links up in chat, um, her website, the MySpace page, and Facebook as well. So you guys can definitely check her out and pick it up, pick up, start something. And, and definitely looking for her new CD um, that's coming out in 2010. Now, mm-hmm. the very last person we're pulling in for tonight, uh, Chanel, is 612. And let's see here, just a moment. Okay, we have 612, the Educator Poet. You on air? What's going on, the Angelic Poetess? Hello. Hello, Chanel. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing good. And, and Dap, I do apologize for calling in so late. I know how you hate when people call in at the last minute. But <laughs> I've been doing so many work. I've been doing so much work, you know, on stuff I need to take care of. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I waited to call in because I just want to say, Chanel, I'm digging that crushing song. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. And I know you said that you can't wait, that you're not going to release it until 2010, but the way, the flow of that song, I can just see that. I don't know if you've thought about doing it this way, doing it yet, but I can see that video for that song being played on BET. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. The video is already in the works in my head. I'm, I'm about to... I'm trying to groom my niece. I want my niece to be an actress. I don't know. <laughs> trying to groom my baby, see if I can get her in the video. But no, definitely, um, definitely, my brain has already been working 
that's a 2010 is not a game. I'm I'm making a lot of big plans and definitely um yeah, a video for that is coming up. I'm, I can say that again. that's hands down. The one thing I can leak out, yeah, there's gonna be a video for that. Okay. And since 2010 is right around the corner, and you say you're gonna start on your mad whirlwind tour, uh, uh. You got any plans of coming up here, up here to, to, if not, you know, to come to Minneapolis, if not to perform, just to hang out at the Mall of America? Oh, you sure would love you up here. Oh, well, you know what? Definitely um, I'll try to see if I can get in contact with whoever is out there as far as performance. If you have any suggestions, that, and it's open to anybody else that's listening, if you have any suggestions of places that I need to be, yeah, drop me a line. Um, you know, Chanel Gabriel, go to my website. There's a contact form. And just drop me a line. I get right back to you, and I kind of, you know, let me know, you know, where I need to go, what's the hot spot in your town, and I will try to make sure I'm there. Okay, I will. I did sign up. Okay, I will make sure I do that. I did sign up for your for your mailing list, so I'm on that. But I will take care of it because yeah, it's a couple of spots up here that 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 would love. I would just say this: if you were to come, the places would be jammed to capacity. Mm-hmm. Um. Minnesota is a hot bed for poetry. A lot of people don't know it, but a lot of people think we just cold up here. But no, we got some, we got some <laughs> awesome poets up here, and and, and it's a big port, uh, spoken word scene up here. A lot of people don't know about us, but you know. No, I'm just like I said. Just let me know. I'm I'm there. I'm planning. I'm trying to plan all my months out. So let me know. I'll work it out. That's Everybody putting a bid in for their city, and um, that's a good look. Have you been to Raleigh, um, Chanel? Have I been where? Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, come as another state. Can you don't even get mad at me? Don't be mad at me. I've never performed in North Carolina. I've done South Carolina. I've done Georgia. I've done South Georgia. I've done all of Florida. I've done it's one of the only places I haven't been. It's okay. You know, You've been in my hometown, D.C., so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, where I'm actually next weekend, I'm going to be in Cincinnati this coming week. I'm not this week. This, well, tomorrow's Monday. I'm going to be in Cincinnati next Wednesday, and then I'm going to be in Marietta, Ohio, um, at Marietta College um, on Thursday, next week, Thursday. And then the week after that, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas, um, at University of um, Texas at Austin. Um, so yeah, definitely. Like I have tour dates coming up, shows coming up. Um, right now, my my tour dates are pretty limited because I was um, battling kind of um, some vocal issues. But now that that's, that's getting cleared up, um, I'm still gonna be able to score, so I'm very happy. But yeah, 2010. Like I said, I'm really trying to focus on getting that 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 year next year like popping. So, but yeah, I'm so glad. I, I look forward to coming out by you. North Carolina and Minnesota, everywhere. Anywhere that wants me, I want to be there. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> well, again, Chanel, this has been a very, very great interview. I enjoyed your company, and I thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to everybody listening, all the people that supported me that had such positive saying. I'd always say, tell a friend, you know. Make sure you check out ChanelGabriel.com. It's www.shanellegabriel, Gabriel like the angel, dot com. And my, you can check out my store if you're interested in getting my CD. Or you can just check out the videos there, like whatever. I'm on Facebook, Chanel Gabriel, MySpace, Chanel G, Twitter, 
facebook.com slash Chanel. Do you follow me? I do respond to tweets when you say hi to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It, it, it was great. It was, it's been a wonderful time. Oh, yes, it has. And um, there is some hosts on BTR that um, will be picking up your, your CD and having it in rotation. That's World Sound Radio. Oh, okay. Thank um, you. Wanted that to get to you. And also, who we just spoke to, the educated poet, will also want to play your tracks and keep them in rotation as well. So we love you here both. So. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I love Blog Talk. I love what y'all doing over there. All the the diverse, you know, very different shows that you guys have, and all the you know love that you show independent artists. Great, thank you so much. Definitely, and um, I will keep in touch with you, Chanel. Please do, please do. <laughs> That's what's up. Peace and blessings, one love. Wow, guys, that 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 was it. That was the best, and I hope you all out there enjoy. Uh, Chanel Gabriel and everything that she's doing and upcoming with. Um, I'm going to end it like this. Um, don't ever stop what you believe in. You keep doing you. And when God see that, he's going to bless you tremendously. So never give up on what you believe in. And so the next time, I will not be having a show Friday, but next Tuesday, tune in to the Black Butterfly Show. And we're going to do it again, God willing. Um, I'm the Angelic Poetess, and you guys have a great night. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it seems There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's right there when we go